1: Hello and welcome everybody into another edition of the PHNX Suns VIP Lounge. Just because the Phoenix Suns roll, well, it was was pretty much a roll. In in San Antonio as they win 121-107 behind 48 from Devin Armani. Booker. I'm your host, Greg Esposito, joined by Gerald no Lindsay Smith, or Saul Bookman. Uh, They're both on load management uh, today, so it's just the two of us. We're brought to you, as always, by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to use that code, P-H-N-X, when you sign up and start betting there. So, Gerald, a fun game, which is more than can be said for other teams (laughs) in Arizona that are currently playing, but this was a Fun evening in San Antonio tonight. And Devin Booker continued Armani mode.
0: Yeah, he. Uh, we were discussing whether or not he would be able to build on the last couple of games that he's had in a row where he's really bounced back. And <laughs> he was even better tonight than the last two games. So that was really cool. Uh, tantalizingly close to getting that 50 burger just came up short. He had his crack at it. He had two of them down the stretch. And then Monty did the smart thing and took him out, but, um, really sensational performance from him. He was basically carrying the offense through three quarters. And then the cavalry kind of showed up in the fourth when they blew it wide open. So, um, really impressive performance from him. This is the type of all-star magic that we've come to expect from Devin Booker. Well, look, and first off,
1: let's get this out of the way. I was a thousand percent with Monty In taking him out in that moment. He gave him two (laughs) shots to get to 50. And -hmm. then that's showing, hey, I learned from when Cam Johnson got (laughs) hurt with 48 seconds left in a game that was well in hand for the opponent in that case. But Mm. I'm glad Monty didn't, Earl Watson it and squeeze every last ounce of uh, of points out of Devin Booker there. It's the smart play. There'll be plenty of other opportunities for Devin to hit that 50 mark. But 48, a season high for him on 18 or 33 shooting, was 5 of 13 for deep, from deep. Had more than half of the Suns' three-point makes tonight as they were 9 of 32 overall. Devin pretty much carried everything offensively. With the exception of one individual, Bismack Biombo, who stepped up off the bench with 17 points and 14 rebounds. And they needed every single one of those rebounds. As even with those 14 from Bismack, they were still out rebounded by two overall.
0: Yeah, I, I thought, you know, Book is obviously the man tonight, but Bismack Biombo had a really nice game off the bench. Um and that's kind of what you have come to expect from the suns at that center spot. Um, you know, obviously a lot of people are going to be uh, wondering why Jalen Smith didn't play at the five. Well, Bismack Biombo came in dropped 17 and 14 in 25 minutes, made eight of his 10 shots was a plus 16 for the game. Um, you know, the sun's had some problems with Jakob portal tonight, but I really liked the way that Biombo came in and provided energy and he was kind of, the only other guy outside of Booker who was doing much through those first three quarters.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I'm glad you headed it headed off at the pass, right? Mm-hmm. I, I know everybody's going to be like, why didn't Jalen get minutes? Because <laughs> Bismack was taking care of things. All right let mm-hmm. let the let the adults in the room take care of things, and and he did. Uh, Jalen will get his opportunities, but Bismack was doing everything that you hoped he would when James Jones picked him up off the scrap heap. And I don't say that rudely. That is where he was. He wasn't playing at all until the Suns fa- uh, brought him in, not found him, but brought him mm-hmm. in here. Uh, I want to address something that's come up in the chat here. we are to at a few sure. of our segments shortly. Well, there's a few people, Brian included, saying not letting Book hit 50 is going to cost him a lot of votes. But then uh, I, uh, I, I just I don't understand why that would be in anybody's mindset, right? Like I, that's not definitely not in Monty's head. Oh, if only, (laughs) if only (laughs) we let him score two more, he would have had more all-star votes. Like that's not where we're at.
0: Look, I mean, we're not, if you look at the leaderboard books, not going to be voted in by virtue of the fan vote anyway, like a, a, it's 50% fan vote, 25% media, 25% coaches and players. So he needs a healthy combination, sure. But those two points, I I get it. Like 50 points sounds better, looks better, attracts more eyeballs than 48 points. But, like, he still dominated this game. He's been dominant the last few games. The question is not whether or not he deserves to be in the All-Star game. It's whether or not he deserves to start in the All-Star game. So he's going to get in. Him not getting in would be an absolute travesty. There'd be something that went completely horribly wrong. Um, So I wouldn't stress too much about about Devin Booker not hitting the 50. And Monty gave him two cracks at it. Like he did. And and EJ hit on it on the broadcast too. He said, you know, Monty has been through pop system. He's played through pop. That's a sign of respect to your opponent. Like he's not going to leave him out there and let him just try to gun for 50 for no reason in a game that's already blown out of the way.
1: uh, and and the injury fact. If Devin Booker hurts yes. himself in some ridiculous chase for 50 points because mm-hmm. it may get him a couple more all-star votes and, and it costs him a month or more in, in the season, everybody's mm-hmm. been screaming about, oh, my God, I can't believe Monty left him in. So there's, mm-hmm. it, there's ways to look at this from both sides. Yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. Uh, <laughs> and uh, apparently Dwayne Rankin just said that Monty didn't even know he had 48 points until he took him out, which I never know if I fully knew. I don't know. Devin <laughs> knew he had that. 48 <laughs> points and I'm pretty you know, sure CP three knew he had 48 points. So
0: somebody did, cause he's not pulling up in transit. I mean, maybe he still is because he was, he had the hot hand all night, but I feel like there was a little bit, and you saw a book walking off the court and Monty said something to him and smiled in that timeout right before he, he took those two shots I'm pretty sure he said, I'm going to give you like two or three cracks at it. And then I'm going to get you out of there. So I, I'm not buying that one at all. I know that's what they have to say. So they don't sound like jerks, but yeah, I'm not like, uh, by the way, my
1: lawyer associate says Jay in the chat says scrap heap seems a bit harsh. So, mm-hmm. uh, legally I retract <laughs> saying that uh, they found Bismack on the scrap heap. He was, uh, taking a hiatus from basketball when they found him.
0: Sure. Yeah, he was. He, yeah, he hadn't played since I think March or April and he was uh, dealing with the death of his father and didn't know if he wanted to be playing basketball. And then he yeah. did a remarkable job keeping himself in shape in game shape because you notice as soon as he came in first game back, he looked like he had been playing for the last like five years. Like that's that's really hard to do to keep yourself in that good of shape to be able to come back and, and play NBA rotation minutes when you haven't played a game in 10 months or whatever it was.
1: Thanks Gerald for making me with a total and complete.
0: It's much, <laughs> it's much appreciated.
1: I do it pretty well on my own, but I always appreciate the assist, especially from you, Gerald, because <laughs> I know it comes from the heart. So,
0: I, uh, I, let's, I, uh, unintended.
1: <laughs> let's take a look at our, Take Your Shot, brought to you by the Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone 5 and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for boosters. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. And tonight's Take Your Shot is Devin Booker's shot chart from the first half of the game. When you look at this... It is all green. It looks like St. Patrick's Day exploded on uh, on the screen. It is all green except for a little red or right around the basket. That's never where you want to see. your two for five in that easy zone, but we'll take it. Uh, overall, a hell of a first half for Devin Booker. When you look at it, uh, he was what is that uh, six, seven, nine to ten of uh, of seventeen in the first half there for the Suns had to do that quick math because I hid the actual count on the graphic
0: (laughs) with the graphic. (laughs) He
1: was 10 of 17 from the floor in that first half. He made it pretty clear that this was going to be a vintage Devin Booker game that he was going to take control. So hats off to him as he took, many shots tonight and made plenty of them again covid-19 vaccines are free for everyone 5 and older those 12 and older are now also eligible for vo- boosters visit gov for a location near you uh, you know i i know my healthcare professionals always advise me that i should head to the bar so do you want to head to the bar gerald
0: yes yeah, so let's, let's go to the bar
1: <laughs> Let's get a drink tonight. Uh, the drink of the night is all business. That's right. It is a, a it's just a, a working man's beer, right? And that is exactly the, what Bismarck Biombo did today. He brought the lunch pail mentality and just took care of business down low off the bench. Obviously, the Suns were short one DeAndre Eaton due to the ankle injury. And then JaVale McGee uh, just kind of wasn't there. He didn't play great. Tonight as he got the start was 3 of 5 for 6 points but just kind of struggled in general on the floor when uh, when Bismack got it going. So he he got the majority of minutes at center tonight and the Suns needed
0: it. Yeah, and I was okay with that. You know, we we've talked about Javell struggles with particular matchups and I think the Spurs are one of those teams um, you know, Jakob Purtle had a really good night. They have a couple of pick-and-pop bigs. It's just not an ideal matchup for a guy like McGee. And when you've got Biombo in there battling for boards and, and playing as well as he did, you ride that hot hand just like we were talking about with Booker earlier. Um, and apparently someone asked uh, Mani about why Jalen Smith didn't see minutes, and, and his explanation was that Biombo provided a little more quote-unquote girth for battling some of the Spurs bigs down low not a big fan of that word myself particularly, <laughs> but that's what my
1: Yeah, said. that's not a that's not a basketball term I, I like, all right? Let's not <laughs> talk about girth, all right?
0: No, not a great one. But yeah, I mean Bismack Biombo to be able to find him, bring him out of not playing in the NBA altogether and have him produce for the winningest team in basketball. I mean, just another example of how the Suns find guys and and they have a particular type of guy that they like, those veterans those guys who have been in the league for a while, good character guys that can come in and be part of this hardworking culture. Um, So, you know, not everyone has worked out here in Phoenix, but just the way that they're able to consistently turn guys' careers around is pretty impressive yeah definitely and uh, Brittany
1: in the chat says biombo battling for boards is a lovely alliteration on a monday evening i figured as as the writer you'd appreciate that one and then meadow mike says gerald the girth i'm not gonna oh, call you no. that <laughs> and i hope that does not stick i, I prefer uh, much prefer, prefer the nordstrom uh pete davidson if you will uh, by the way everybody in the chat i am both uh hosting and producing the show so if the the chat's not moving as fast on the screen, deal with it, is what I'm
0: trying to say. So, <laughs> it's a difficult uh, multitask, but We it, appreciate your efforts. <laughs>
1: it is it is amazing how difficult it is to put this show together when it's just you and I <laughs> and nobody else out here on the island with us. Uh, but fun. Uh, so. Patrick in the chat wants to know, important question, are we getting too used to seeing the Suns being at number one? What is this season? It feels so amazing and yet so unreal. And that Right there is the disease of being an Arizona sports fan. <laughs> when you go it feels good, which means it feels wrong, and that is <laughs> yeah. that is problem.
0: Yeah, no, it it's funny. I I feel like there was a time in the in the season when both the Cardinals and the Suns were at the top of the league and then the Cardinals just went downhill. So it's kind of uh only natural to not trust that kind of thing, but I'm here to tell you the Suns are for real. Like barring injury, this is Right now, the best team in basketball, and hopefully we can say the same a few months from now when the playoffs start. You know, you look around the league, and there are teams that are going to give the Suns a run for their money. You talk about the Warriors, the Nets, the Bucks, and a playoff series against any of those three teams. Those are tough matchups, but I really do feel like beating this team four times in a seven-game span, just like I did last year, is going to be really tough. It happened last year. But I really do think the Suns have touched up some of their weaknesses, especially the backup center spot. Um, and they just they just seem like they're on a mis- mission. You know, they're three games ahead of the Warriors for the one seed in the West. Nobody in the East is within six games of them right now. Like, this is a damn good team. And I think that they are, I wrote about this, they're kind of coming back to home base at the right time. They're getting guys back. Hopefully Ayton's thing isn't too serious. And if that's the case, they can continue to extend this lead and wind up with home court advantage throughout the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and and look, I, I get it. We joke, oh, it feels so weird, but you know, mm-hmm. I I, it, I can be because we've seen things not work out sometimes. But to your point, I felt the same way that last year that this was not a team that you could be easily. In a four-game series or a seven-game series four times with how deep they were. It took a Herculean effort from mm-hmm. one of the, if not the best player in the game, to pull it off. And it was still close. I get it, it was a backdoor sweep, but he went next level, and and that was depleted front court as well. That they fortified that this year, like you talked about. Uh we saw tonight that it definitely. Is a a stronger point for this team, point of emphasis for this team, because he is out. Javale doesn't play well. Oh wait, we've got Bismack Biombo, and we didn't have to play Jalen Smith a minute, and we still <laughs> did this. Like there's, yeah. it's just proof. And there was a ninety second stretch there in the third for me that that basically encapsulated this team. They were down ten, and all of a sudden they were up one, and it yeah. was just. Hustle, heart, and team basketball—that did it. Obviously, with defense as well, and that in 90 seconds the whole thing swung. And and that was—that's the, the Phoenix Suns. You, you could submit that 90 seconds ago. This is everything you need to know. Ten points means nothing uh, in in short order for this team because they can do it in every facet of the game.
0: Yeah, it's. Um like Monty's talked about it a couple times this year, but what he likes about the way that this team is trending and the way that they're building is that they're capable of winning in multiple ways. You know, they can beat you with their defense. They can beat you with a hot shooting night. They can beat you with Devin Booker dropping 48 before anybody shows up until like the fourth quarter. Like they just have to, you know, death by CP three in the fourth quarter. Mikhail Bridges has a high scoring night. Cam Johnson has a, like they just have so many different weapons that can hurt you. So when you take one thing away, they're like a Hydra. They have multiple heads that pop up somewhere else that you have to worry (laughs) about. Um, So having a team that's both top six in offensive and defensive rating will do that for you. They just have really talented players. And like I said in the pregame show, Monty does not get enough love for just the X's and O's, but also just the way that he manages all these personalities and has complete and total buy-in, one through 15, or I guess 17, if you include all these 10-day and and two-way spot guys, like it's just incredible the culture that he's been able to build here and, and how when you combine talent with that mindset, you get the best team in the NBA. Like If he's not a shoe-in for coach of the year, like I said, I will be pretty pissed off by the end of this season. Oh, I, I can't wait for that show when we get to announce. <laughs> you know, some Eastern Conference
1: coach won just because he's an Eastern <laughs> Conference coach. Uh, by the mm-hmm. way, Metal Mike says... Hit the like button because the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. Please do it. We would appreciate it. And, uh, and you know, hit that like button, subscribe, smash that uh, that bell too that notifies you. Give us a five-star review. You don't have to write anything positive. you give us those five stars, you can insult me all you want. By the way, it's, it's fun that, you know, I feel like for Dr. Frankenstein and my monsters turned against me because uh, the – chat in here Brian says Espo's the Walmart Shane uh you know Vince s says uh, Espo needs to work harder and stop complaining about us laugh out loud it's like I, I I bring these people in we give them a name and then they turn on me I understand it you're all Frankenstein's monster Manuel with the uh, super chat the five dollar super chat for your troubles Espo and the hope that you appreciate your DJ father and all he does to put shows on your table, I do appreciate DJ Father, <laughs> I do more so every day when I have to do this. uh, MCG Blue, did Aspo let us know it yet? Who the Phoenix Suns are? Yeah, I did, but I'll do it again. <laughs> the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. I, I feel like I'm starting to slide into like a rock impersonation when I do that. I,
0: I don't know if that's best <laughs> Can for that. You or smell not. what the rock is. Cooking?
1: Can you smell? what the phoenix Suns are cooking the best team in the nba you jabroni anyways <laughs> that's, that's this is what happens six uh, six jobs on this show tonight let's uh, let's head to our draft king king of the game and nobody's gonna be surprised by that it is, it is one Devin armani booker as we said 48 points six assists Five rebounds, 15 of 33 shooting, five of 13 from deep. Had five of the Suns, nine makes from three point land. He is our DraftKings, king of the game. And if you want to get involved with DraftKings, use that code PHNX. And you know what? It says to read this after the Cardinals game, but since when we're recording this, it's 34 to 11 late in the fourth in the Cardinals game, and the Cardinals aren't winning. I think we can read this already. It says we're in on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner the NFL is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers counting down to Super Bowl 56. You can get 56 to 1 odds on any team, bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins, not a new customer. Yeah, like a lot of us, but there's still something for you. Don't you worry. We got you covered. You can still get in on the action of the divisional round with same game parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. It's like the human centipede, I think, uh, when you add more legs. I don't know. It just seems odd to me. (laughs) Adding more legs is always just bizarre to me. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable unlike the human centipede. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX and get that 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team bet just $50 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins that's promo code PHNX when you sign up at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL remember 21 and only Arizona only gambling problem call 1-800-NEWSTEP next new customers only eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com/sportsbook for details Gerald, little known fact yeah. i decided to lose the weight after the last time i read a draft kings ad and it felt okay. like i ran a 40 yard dash so <laughs> i
0: i have, have two things it. okay first of all i was not expecting a human centipede reference on the show just ever in general as metal mike
1: says my goddess <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that, that was my reaction uh and the other thing no wonder he didn't get to 50 did you see the crown placement it was it was falling off his head no, look at that. It was it was done on purpose. Let's go back to the crown placement cuz the hand cuz the hands in the way. Look, look. Devin
1: is so way. cool that he wears it cocked to the side and it sticks there, right? Now, that yes. and I didn't have time to photoshop his hand in front of the thing, <laughs> so I went like this. I call this immaculate crown placement and Shane and Lita watch out your jobs are in trouble, all right? That's oh, what I'm man. saying with oh, this man. crown placement this evening. Shots fired. That is right. Uh, MCG Blue says, hey, a catchphrase being overplayed is a sign of a good fra- catchphrase, Espo. Everyone knows the ro- what The Rock's saying, and everyone will know yours. I don't know about mm-hmm. that, but I appreciate it. And then uh, Brian says, we need a Ric Flair, woo, after that Espo. I will work on that. <laughs> and <laughs> Mike says, the Borgay bottom line. All right. All right. <laughs>
0: That's, uh, that sounds yeah. like a future segment idea.
1: All right. <laughs> Two I <like> beans. Espo <laughs> suddenly trying to put himself up there with the rock. Shake
0: my head, laugh out loud. All right. <laughs> Your true objective <laughs> becomes clear, Espo. It is.
1: I'm just slowly trying to become the rock. You know me. That's what I want is to be the most entertaining man in uh in sports podcasting by shouting into the mic. That is my hope. So
0: we're gonna have Espo on one of those off season muscle watches where he shows up to training camp fifteen pounds fifteen pounds more muscular.
1: Uh, reports tons. say Espo's uh, come to training camp with 10 to 15 pounds of muscle added on. Uh, we'll <laughs> see how his defense is this year, though, or if he can uh, if he can play better on the boards as well. That's always the Suns training camp uh, thing. <laughs> always somebody needs to rebound better, and somebody's added muscle. So,
0: Absolutely. Can't wait for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, any Any additional thoughts on tonight's game? I mean, it was... It seemed like pretty typical fare for this Suns team. You know, struggle mm-hmm. a little bit in the in, in the third. You know, toy around a little bit with a team that you should beat. Come out and take care of business.
0: Yeah, I mean that was kind of like I said. Book carried the offense through three quarters, and then other guys actually kind of chipped in. Cam Johnson had that really nice spin move and that up and under layup in transition uh, under the defender's arm. You know, Chris Paul quietly finished with 15 points, 12 assists, two steals, and two blocks, which is uh, tough for a little six-foot guy to have two blocks and two steals in the same <laughs> game. Um, and then I want to shout out Campaign again, because we've been talking about this the last couple games. seems like he's putting some momentum together, 11 points, four assists, five of 12 shooting, and he was a team high plus 33. Now, single game plus minus, you can't buy into that or read into that too much, but when it's a plus 33 in a game that your team won by, was it 14? That's, that's pretty darn good. So that's being a game manager that's playing composed basketball. That is helping your team win and your team having a positive impact when you're on the floor. So uh, hopefully you can continue to string together performances like this. Because if campaign is back, holy shit, this team is already the best team in basketball. They're going to be really damn good if he gets it going again.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you got to wonder, and I, I don't know, this is pure speculation, no sources on this. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I tell you the very few times I actually have sources <laughs> on something, but this is pure speculation. If the trade rumors actually kind of gotten in campaign's head a little bit, knowing that mm-hmm. they may be looking for backcourt help or backcourt help, excuse me.
0: Yeah, it, it's entirely possible. Cause I know, And it's also, like, it's something that people have been talking about, not just the trade stuff, but just the fact that the Suns need campaign back on track, like, not to, like, toot my own horn or Kellen's horn or anybody, but, you know, when you've got most of the Suns people writing about, like, what's up with campaign or, like, and fans are talking about it, that's something that probably, I mean, these guys are not immune to the criticism or, or the talk of the fan base. Like, they hear these things, they see these things. So I really do feel like he is kind of responding. I think Monty Williams has talked to him a little bit about playing more composed, looking for guys when he does break down that first layer of the defense, looking for JaVale McGee on the roll a little bit more, not forcing his offense, um, not going to the basket 100 miles an hour and trying to throw up one of those trick layups. So I I think we're seeing a difference there for campaign. And you're hoping that at some point a similar effect will kick kick in for Landry Shammott because Man, he has been rough over the last two months or so. Just
1: missing wide open looks from deep. And that's the one thing you, uh, you basically banked on with him. Not only the trade and mm-hmm. you know, letting Javon Carter and that pick go, but also the, the extension. You're sitting there going, this guy's going to be an easy bucket when he gets open looks. And he's gotten those open looks. His teammates have found him. Mm-hmm. They have not, uh, he's not cashed in. That's starting to worry me. Okay. Beyond starting it, it it's, worried. worry. <laughs> I, I, I inch my finger towards that, uh, that panic button for Landry Shammett on a regular basis. And I think that is another area. I mean, that, that backup combo guard, I still think you look at regardless of if campaign is making that comeback, but what amazes me with this team, Gerald is mm-hmm. the fact that, We've yet to really see them play with a full complement of everybody, you know, mm-hmm. healthy uh, and, and in the lineup at the same time. We have, we've yet to really see it, and they, they still are rolling. Uh, they mm-hmm. still have the best road record in the NBA and the best start for a Suns team ever on the road through 21 games, uh, and then the best record in the NBA overall and that's without this team playing at full strength. And Cam Cam Johnson was back tonight, but I don't think he was a hundred percent. You saw flashes; he played all right, but even him being back, he's not a hundred percent. No da. Like this, this could be a truly scary team if you get these guys all on the court at the same time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is. And it's rough that Landry is playing so poorly because he's another guy that could really help this team reach another level. I mean, if he just has one or two playoff games where he just goes berserk and hits a couple of threes, like that can make all the difference in a close series. But you're right. Like they haven't really had, they've had their full starting lineup for a chunk of games, but they've been missing bench guys left and right. You know, we, we don't even talk about this anymore, but like Frank Kaminsky was playing some of the best basketball of his career He gets hurt. Dario Saric had arguably one of his best seasons last year, gets hurt in the finals, and probably won't be here all throughout this season. And, you know, they've got JaVale now, so that takes away the pressure to have production at that backup five spot. But it's a totally different skill set that the Suns are missing out on from that position as a guy who can facilitate and shoot, do a little bit of everything. And those are just two random bench guys that aren't even, like, crucial to the pecking order. Booker missed time with the quad. Um, You know, Aiton has missed time with the leg thing, with COVID, with this ankle sprain, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder had COVID, Monty had COVID. Like, they've had so many guys in and out, and yet here they are still three games ahead of the Warriors. If they get everybody back and start firing on all cylinders, they could make some teams look really bad just because they're that good.
1: I love that they've afforded themselves the opportunity to tinker too. Even with mm-hmm. people out, you can mess with lineups a little bit because you're dealing with a little bit of house money. And and I love that uh, about this team that they put themselves in this position early uh, and, and given themselves some, some room for error. I mean, not a lot if you want the one seed, obviously, but, but they put mm-hmm. themselves in a, in a position uh, to be okay with a few of these injuries. And also, Uh, they seem very motivated to keep that number one seed in particular to get Monty and his coaching staff into that all-star game because they feel that they deserve it, especially after Monty got snubbed last year for that coach of the year.
0: Yeah. I think it was Chris Paul that mentioned that specifically because they were asking him about what it would mean, you know, even this late in his career, what another all-star selection would mean for him He's like, yeah, that'd be cool. But like, honestly, like we're trying to get Monty, and our coaching staff into that All Star game to coach that that game because you know like we said like we've talked about so many times, Monty got hosed for Mo- for Coach of the Year last year, and I think you know obviously it's a regular season award, but you look at what happened for both of these teams in the playoffs, the Knicks versus the Suns, and it's pretty clear who the Coach of the Year should have been and who was just there because oh the Knicks were suddenly relevant again, like you know no offense to Thibodeau, but like. The Knicks won a fewer percentage of games than the Suns did when Jeff Hornacek was here, and Jeff Hornacek didn't win that damn Coach of the Year award. Why? Because he didn't make the playoffs. Because he doesn't play in New York. Even though that Suns team won more games than that Knicks team. So, don't <laughs> even get me started on that. But uh, <laughs> Coach anyway,
1: JJM I, wants to just light your fuse. He says the Cavs coach will get it because of narrative.
0: Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's entirely possible. I, I think like you look at Billy Donovan, you look at the Cavs. They're overachieving and people love to give teams from the east that are overachieving coach of the year for some reason i don't like, get it the west is hard give me, me, but.
1: don't give me this uh, this billy donovan crap though too because <laughs> they went out and they spent people expected him to be one of the best teams in mm-hmm. the east like they they gave him this uh, you know monty deserves Uh, deserves it this year, and hopefully you'll get it. Uh, Metal Mike says, where's the riot meeting up if uh, Monty doesn't get coach of the year? I believe it starts at Gerald's house, is is where we've uh, been looking, as I Drop crap in the studio. My apologies.
0: Uh, yeah, it's a rough, it's a rough location, way out here in Glendale. But I feel like people will still be rioting over this Cardinals oh, loss anyway. Oh, so you'll
1: we'll you'll just, march, we'll you'll march all the way. <laughs> yes, you'll march all the way from uh, from the gates of Glendale all the way to downtown Phoenix. Uh, Brian says that the Raptors mascot will win Coach of the Year because of narrative. Uh, he has he has definitely. <laughs> Uh, sparked a, re- a re- renaissance maybe of, uh, of Devin Booker. We're getting old school Devin Booker with new school efficiency. It's, it's very, very spectacular to watch. Uh, Gerald, final thoughts on the game. I got a topic I want to talk about, so we're not we're not wrapping things up. Nobody go anywhere, but any final thoughts on tonight's, uh, tonight's game that you want to get to before I throw a curveball at us?
0: It's scary. I know the Spurs aren't good this year, but it is scary how easily this team can just turn it on after three quarters of kind of ho-hum basketball. Like obviously Booker was great for the entire game, but the rest of the team was just kind of going through the motions. They were just kind of there supporting cast through the first three quarters and then fourth quarter Suns hit and suddenly, you know, they outscore the Spurs 34 to 16 in that final quarter. And they've done this to teams so many times you know, last year it was they would go up by double figures and then they would let lesser teams crawl back in. They had a better record against winning teams than they did against losing teams. This year it's the total opposite. You know, they're, they're a team that's so good that they're capable of kind of playing okay basketball through the first three quarters and then they just flip the switch when they have to. That can be dangerous when you get in the habit of doing that, but I feel like this team, you know, it's hard to get up for the Spurs in. January, like on the second night of a back-to-back, but the way that they were able to just turn that switch on the second night of a back-to-back, that's pretty darn scary.
1: We we wondered if the switch was always going to be there, right? And, uh, mm-hmm. and so far this season, it, it has not waned. They have been able to flip that at any point. Coach JJM says, we are being treated like the Spurs, only we don't have bland colors. Hey, to the Spurs' credit, they do have their Fiesta uniforms now. So it's not completely pretty. bland anymore in, uh, in San Antonio, just primarily bland. So just I mean, never,
0: uh, never bring those damn camo uniforms back. God. Nobody, nobody should. Nobody.
1: Uh, Hello wants to know, can we trade for Doug McD? I feel like Doug McD shows up for like just Suns games though. Like I, I yeah. feel like it might be a bit of fool's gold. Once you get him, you go, wait, this isn't the guy that always lit us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like he had a really good year. I think it was last year with the Pacers or the year before whenever he was with the Pacers, but yeah, he's one of those guys that just, for whatever reason, seems to turn it on against the Suns. Um, he is making $13.7 million, so you could probably put together um, Jalen Smith and Dario for him if you wanted to, but... I don't I don't really know about so that. So our usual trade chips. I mean
1: that feels yes. like every every trade stops and starts yes. with uh <laughs> Dario Saric, Jalen Smith, and some draft compensation. Would you like that?
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> and, which which I hate that we keep having to include Dario, <laughs> but it is what uh, it is.
1: Maybe they'll get lucky and the other team will buy him out and he can come back next year. Who knows? But uh I right. just I just I just love that. Like I feel like Jabes Jones is just calling every GM in the league and going uh, Dario, Jalen, and, and some draft <laughs> compensation? No? Okay. On to the next. Like Until he gets somebody to say yes. And then he's uh, like, let's do this thing. Uh, yeah. Ma- Manuel asked about the Terrence Ross uh, rumors. We talked about this a little bit in the pregame with our friend Flex. Sounds like Terrence Ross is very interested in the Suns. and uh, Not quite sure where the Suns stand on Terrence Ross. I'm lukewarm. I feel like that's a move to make a move and you hope you catch lightning in a bottle with Terrence Ross.
0: Yeah, I, I wrote about, I included him in my honorable mentions for that trade primer I wrote last week. Um, he's a guy that if you're getting him, you're hoping that a complete change of scenery is what he needs because he has been with the, the magic for the last six years, but you look at his percentages, it's like 35%, 33%, 31% from three over the last three seasons That's not great, especially if that's what you're getting him to do. He can score, but he hasn't scored efficiently for this Magic team. Um, You know, maybe that's just a case of playing for the worst team in the NBA, but there are a lot of trade targets that I would probably put above T. Ross, even if he might be a little bit easier to get, um, you'd you'd probably be talking about, again, Dario Sharj, Jalen Smith, and probably a second round pick or two for him.
1: I love that the slider is just is it a second or a first? Everything else stays the same. (laughs) It's like are we are we going to the first with this or no? How how's that gonna work?
0: Well it's tough because you want to include Peyton to mix things up, but he has negligible trade value and you'd want to do the same thing with Landry Shamit, but like with his poison pill contract and with the fact that he's shooting the worst percentages of his career not doing the Suns many favors on that front.
1: Can, can we interest you in a side of uh, of Abdel Nader, potentially?
0: <laughs> he's been injured, but he is spectacular when he's
1: not. Uh, you're like, yeah, you're you're like, uh, we don't want to get rid of anybody that's of any consequence. So mm-hmm. here's what we're going to offer. it if you want to do it, great. If not, we'll figure it out on our end. We're okay. And, yeah. and I, I like that, though. That's James Jones dealing from a position of power. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to overreact. It doesn't have to include a Cam Johnson in something just because they need to make a move. This Mm -hmm. is where you want to be. If there's a deal to be made, he'll make it. If there isn't fine, you'll, you'll shop the buyout market a little bit, see how that is and move on if there's nothing and, and feel comfortable in what you have. And I, I, I like that that is where the Suns are right now.
0: And I, I feel like a lot of the trade targets that we've talked about in the last week or so, they're guys that, you know, maybe Jalen Smith and Dario Saric aren't attractive, but I feel like a lot of those guys would be gettable if you're willing to throw in a first-round pick. And to make, to be clear, this team should be willing to throw in a first-round pick if it is the guy that puts you that much closer to a championship. Like, yeah, don't, this don't, team don't has never out. been this – yeah, this team has never been this close. Like, you, you I'm even including the 1993 Suns – I'm even including, you know, way back in the '70s, Suns. Those teams both made the finals. This is the best Phoenix Suns team in franchise history. On pace for 65 wins, they have depth at every position. Like, if you can get that last piece without affecting the rest of your core rotation, you do it.
1: Oh, of course. I mean, you do it without even even batting an eye, because. What is what does a first round it, it's a 2024 first round pick mean mm-hmm. to you in the grand scheme of things? Next to mm-hmm. nothing. I mean for James Jones first round picks aren't exactly something that he has a, a great value for. He'll he'll either reach for the guy he wants regardless of where he's taking, which is mm-hmm. his work and hasn't And, or he'll trade it if, if it's later, which is where you hope the pick will be. So you might as well deal it now, get a guy that can help you uh, and move on. That, that is where uh, they need to be. That's where the mindset needs to be. If I'm, if I'm in the sun's front office right now, I'm saying, you know, what matters? Look, look, I'll show you the calendar for the rest of your life. That matters from now till June, the end of June. Mm Anything beyond that does not matter right now because this is your window. Take advantage of it. Find the piece and do what you need to do.
0: Easy. That's why that Greg es- Apposito is a smart guy.
1: Yeah, that's right. Thank you, Gambo. That is why I'm a smart guy because I know how to pull that off. So, I, Gerald, I want to, you know, what? It, it, was, it was a rough night uh, for football fans in the Valley. Uh, luckily, yeah. the mercy is over, 34 to 11. Uh, it, the Rams uh, took care of the Cardinals. <sighs> But there's something that was interesting to me. There was a a Manning cast tonight. You've you've heard of the Manning cast. you probably Mm -hmm. watched them, where the the Manning brothers, along with a cavalcade of celebrities, kind of break down a game Mm -hmm. or talk through a game where you can watch it. And it's basically like having a good time with, with the Manning brothers and some people you'd never actually get to have a conversation with. Well, the game's on. If you could put together the ultimate NBA, and in particular Suns, Uh, Manning-Cast kind of lineup, what would you do? Who would it be? How would you set it up?
0: Yeah, that's a tough one. I feel like, I mean, you're just inclined to say Charles Barkley, but honestly, that's the way kind of inside the NBA feels at times. Like, you're kind of just watching around with these knuckleheads that also happen to be the greatest players, some of the greatest players to ever play the game. Oh, man, that's tough, though. I feel like I'd go Charles barkley and man. That's I know that you have some good recommendations off the top <laughs> of your head. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it back to you All and right. I'm gonna brainstorm a little bit. I more. want I want Candace Parker. Mm-hmm. I want Diana Tarazi. Okay.
1: I want man. Jordan. Oh man. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That, <laughs> You're going I'll big.
1: Throw, <laughs> I'll throw Barkley in there because you know what? We, we you always need a little Barkley in these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And then I I kind of and I'm I'm blanking on uh, Adam LaFoe I think it is uh, the okay. the Tuesday night TNT host mm-hmm. a, little, a little younger a little hipper kind of but plays the EJ role, where uh, okay. you know the Ernie Johnson role I mm-hmm. want I want that group because yeah. I, it's controlled chaos it's it's shit talking it's some of the best minds in the game I'd love to hear them break down a Suns game.
0: That's a good, that's a good crew. I would probably, I mean, I'd love to see DT on a broadcast. Um, Candice Parker is terrific. I would also throw Skylar Diggins in there. She's been great on Suns broadcasts and, you know, as a biased Phoenix person would love to see more Mercury players in that mix too. Um, I also love Grant Hill. Like I know he's, he's not the most interesting or colorful personality, but I feel like he'd be, he'd probably be my guy to like rein everybody in, play that EJ role Mm -hmm. a little bit. I would uh, I'd, I'd love grant and you need a wild card. So my wild card would probably be Gary Payton. That mm-hmm. guy talks the most shit even now <laughs> to this day. Like he is entertaining. The NBA posted something on their Instagram where they have players like watch their own highlights from back in the day. And his was just the most entertaining, just breaking down like who he was talking shit to on a given play, like what was going through his mind. He would just be great entertainment I, for that broadcast.
1: I, I want Jordan. Uh, you know, from his hall of fame speech and the, and the documentary, I don't
0: want Jordan <laughs> yeah. that we got, you
1: know, can Jordan. I yes. want full, uh, I, I just, I want full fledged. Just give me everything you got. Rip on every guy mm. you want. <laughs> just be honest. Who the hell cares? Uh, you mm. know, we'll bring Kwame Brown in in front of him so he can yell <laughs> at him or something, you know, just give me, give me a little of everything. I want that, but I like the Grant Hill call. I think Grant could bring something very, very interesting to the table, but you know, I I like Skylar Diggins Smith, but I feel like Grant and Skylar Diggins Smith could give you a great broadcast if you want to break down the X's and O's, right? Yeah. Like really get inside the game and look at it from a coach's perspective and, and a player perspective. Like you get a great ex-coach in there. Mike Dantoni could be entertaining and, and break mm-hmm. down the X's and O's. If I want complete chaos and trash talking, though, I want that group that, that I said. I, I think that'd be great. Yep. Um, MC G Blue said, Grant Hill definitely would be the perfect EJ straight man replacement. Uh, Manuel says, Lindsay is the Gary Payton of this team. She goes for the kill RIP. <laughs> yeah, R, RIP uh, to all the rest of us. She does that to us. Uh, there was a couple others in here. Coach J J M i Tracy McGrady and anyone else. Uh, if Jordan going to be there, add LaFar ball. From oh, hello. Man. Hello was also, uh, campaigning for her, uh, for her own, or her, his, I still don't know. Uh, who, who, hello the is. they, <laughs> they were campaigning for their own spot on the show as well, saying they could be entertaining as hell. Uh, I think there's just, there's just a lot of fun that you could have with this kind of thing. Also, uh, hello. I do not hate hate the kids or the chat. All right. I don't care <laughs> how many videos you edit on Twitter to make it sound like that's what I said. I did not say that, uh, but you know, Oops, bam, bam in the chat trade DA for Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Thank you. And next. Hello. Oh, I am an angel. Uh, that is a status that only uh, our friend, Lindsay Smith can give out the sweet baby angel designation is, uh, right. is all for
0: her. Uh, and hello says, I just hate them families. So what if, that, is, what if that if is where we are. Tonight. What if it, what if hello actually is an angel? It's been Cam Johnson watching our show this whole time.
1: <laughs> I thought you meant like literal like <laughs> oh no. Somebody no. somebody from oh, up no, above no. watching. God, if no, you no. I'm sorry. If you if you are a legit angel, if there is an up above and you're sitting here watching this on YouTube and you could be doing anything else, I'm I <laughs> sorry for that. All right, or uh, or listening on the podcast. I mean, <laughs> although I could forgive that a little bit more, maybe we're helping you sleep up there in the great ever after. Uh, this has gone weird, but that's what I kind of expected <laughs> for tonight. Uh, stealth beanie power from Lindsay tonight from Chris. Yeah, we're uh, we're basically uh, convinced that Lindsay's always wearing a beanie. Brian says, "F them sticks, kids." A quote from me. Yeah, that was pretty much what I was saying there for a
0: while. Uh, oh, yeah, Michael correct. Da it's- for Durant. Oh, God. we're just, we're just throwing out the right. Tra- Look, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be annoying as hell. If Wiggins somehow sneaks into the all-star game and DA doesn't because there's no way, uh,
1: there's no way. Okay.
0: Right. I hope not. It
1: could, it could,
0: it, it shouldn't happen. It could happen. I mean, he's top three in front court voting now, or at least the last time he was, I'm pretty sure it, it takes the, the media vote and the player vote too. To balance that out so hopefully that'll fucking balance it out because so we're hoping it. that the media and the coaches save us is what we're saying i think the media maybe the media will i think the players will save us like what players looking at andrew wiggins is like yeah he's an all-star this year uh, and outside of, of them i of
1: don't even teams. think golden state's going yeah andrew wiggins is an all-star <laughs> starter this year
0: well like, see i'll i'd say that but like also, we've got Suns players that are voting for Mikhail Bridges. They're trying to do the Mikhail Bridges all-star push. And like, look, I love Mikhail Bridges, but his offense fell off in a big way. He's not, not an all-star. So anything yeah. is possible with those guys. <laughs> this is
1: this is through, true. Uh, Monica says, uh, can we talk about Mikhail's offense? It's been improving, but we need a tad bit more. I actually feel like it's been on a backslide uh, mm-hmm. at times this year. Uh I don't I don't know. Is it, is it simply because there's just so many offensive options on this team and, and DA and that center position in particular has really come into its own this year? I mean, it, is it just, a, there's not enough touches for McHale to become that offensive weapon that Monty and others have felt like he should?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a combination of things. I think you look at the first like five games of the season when he was averaging like 15 points a game. And you kind of were hoping that, okay, Book and, and CP3 are going to get it going. And then when you add that to what Mikhail's doing, like they're going to be unstoppable. He's definitely the third option. But in reality, like DA came on really strong when he came back. He was the legitimate third option for a while there. And then Book found his offense. CP3 carried them for that early stretch when Book couldn't get it going. Now Book is back. Um, I just feel like Mikhail. I think all of the roster upheaval, the lineup availability that they've had on and off has thrown Mikhail off more than anyone. Because I think he's a guy that plays off of what Chris Paul and Devin Booker do um, as much as pretty much anyone outside of D.A. Like he's a guy that's used to attacking hasty closeouts from the wing who can kind of uh, feast on on what the defense is giving him. And when you have so much roster upheaval, it changes your role. It changes what you're expected to do. And he's been phenomenal on the defensive end. I don't think we should lose sight of that because the job that he's done defensively on some of the best players in the NBA, including Steph Curry, is remarkable. And that takes a lot of energy. So I think that's part of it, too.
1: Ah, uh, Vince choosing to be the uh, optimist in the chat, saying Michael and Cam will average about 15 to 20 points per game next year. I assume he doesn't mean combined. I assume he means individually. Uh, Cam's <laughs> ceiling is higher for scoring, though. I do agree with that last part. Uh, look, though, internal growth is part of what the what it's going to take for this team to continue uh, to be as good as they are—not just this year, but moving forward. As well, so you hope to see both of those guys live up to their offensive height. Uh, hype. uh hello says Mikhail, where it trades a fourth option, slash open three, etc. Uh, what we would have wanted Ubre to do, and that's an interesting point. I actually think that is he is the what you would hope Ubre uh, would be able to evolve into, but you got him in Mikhail Bridges, and uh, I love the defense, he's always going to be important. Because of that, I think offensive consistency will come, though, as you said, Gerald, once some of this roster upheaval kind of uh, uh, kind of slows down or, or stops, hopefully.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you, you just kind of want to see a little bit more consistency with him because you look at the game log, and this month he is averaging like 13 points a game, which is up from the last two months. It was about 11, but like the games, it's like 15, 23, 8, 20, 12, 4, 10, 7, like It's all over the map. It's like either a really high-scoring game or a single-digit scoring game. If they could just get him to nestle somewhere in that 12 to 15 points per game range consistently, like we kind of saw Cam Johnson doing off the bench for that stretch before he got hurt, that would be huge. And they're going to need that come playoff time when defenses are keying in on everything the Suns are doing with their guards.
1: I want to wrap uh, this one up with one last question from the chat, unless somebody sneak something good in, but we'll uh, we'll plan this to be the last one. MCG Blue says, who do you think will average more points this season when it's all said and done, McHale or Cam? What do you think?
0: McHale hmm, or Cam? Well, that's a good question. I feel like the obvious answer is Cam, but McHale starts. So, I mean, you look at their scoring now, it's 12 points per game for McHale. It's 11.9 for Cam, so they're pretty much neck and neck right now. I'm going to go McHale just because, He's the starter, so he's going to get more minutes, more opportunities. It wouldn't surprise me if it's Cam, though. I, I will say that. Yeah, I don't think it's going
1: to be a big uh, chasm between these guys, but I definitely think uh, for me it's going to be Cam just because of the efficiency he's found on those three-point shots. So they're going to rely on him more and more and uh, and seem to have really, uh, really found the right fit for him Right now, uh, as off that bench and being the main scorer off that bench, uh, other than the center position. Obviously, well, I think that is going to put a wrap on this one. Uh, working a late night on a football night in the Valley that turned into a basketball night for anybody that wanted to see a win as your sons win 121-107 over the San Antonio Spurs. They avoid the Spurs getting their 100th win in the series against the Suns. Devin Booker drops 48, falls two points short. Of that fifty burger, not for trying though. Uh, he uh, he had two a shot attempts at the end uh, there. Uh, actually, I will ask you this one last thing, Gerald. Uh, Perplex yeah. brings it up in the chat before we wrap it up completely. Did
0: you see the moon Knight, <laughs> moon Knight trailer tonight? Hell yeah, I did. I took a break from the Suns in the third quarter just to watch that thing. Very excited. <laughs> moon Knight was one of my favorite Marvel characters, at least in the video games when you could play as him. Um, and Oscar Isaac is going to body this role so I'm very excited for it
1: I was I was unaware of Moon Knight until I heard about, I, I researched before I saw the trailer but I am mm-hmm. very interested in this, in a superhero that was kind of their answer to Batman but he also has split personality yeah. uh, thing going on, I'm like yeah this is a Marvel show I need to get into, and, and some nights I feel like that on this show so <laughs> Manuel says great night from the rock and Pete Davidson. Thank you, Manuel. I uh, appreciate you as well. Vince S says his name is Gerald the girth. Get it right. Oh no, and, we, uh, we don't want Metal that. Mike so says love your nerd side, Gerald. Let, let's just say, it, uh, Gerald and I let our, our nerd flag fly, uh, more often than not. So.
0: Yeah. If you, if you follow me on Twitter and you see all the shows and shit I tweet about, it's, that's pretty much the only side people ever see. So,
1: uh, and Manuel says Batman ain't shit, ain't got shit on Zorro. Apparently, Manuel is seventy-eight years old because those are the <laughs> only people that talk about Zorro belovingly still. So, all right, yeah, that is the end of another PHNX VIP lounge. Great to have you with us. For another Suns victory, always glad to have you with us. Make sure to go to gophnx.com, become a member, subscribe so you can read the fantastic pieces that Gerald puts out there. I'm not saying this to be nice to him. I'm not saying it because he's the only other person on the show. Gerald is my favorite Suns writer in town. He puts together some of the best in-depth work that you're going to find, and you will become a better Suns fan simply for reading him. So go become a member. And in doing so, if you choose to become a member for the year, you get a free a free PHNX locker shirt. You pick one of the Suns ones, a D-back, a Dimex, Cardinals, ASU, if you really want to, U of A, <laughs> uh, you know, Coyotes. I really don't want you to do that, though, because they give us crap about how many <laughs> shirts that they sell But please do become a member. Uh, You also get to be part of our Discord, which means you can bug Gerald and I whenever you want, any time of day, asking a Suns question, and we answer every once in a while. So we highly recommend (laughs) becoming a member. Thank you to the Cove Crazies. As always, you keep us very entertained, and we are glad to have you along for the ride on every show. Please join us again on Wednesday. We're going to go live at 2 p.m. We may have a guest from the Suns. I've not got it mm-hmm. confirmed, but we may have one of the Suns' big men join us on the program. So you'll want to be here for that. And you'll also want to be here because Gerald and I will talk about something nerdy just for fun <laughs> as well. So for Gerald Bourget, who can follow at Gerald Bourget on Twitter, you can follow me at Espo. You can follow the show at PHNX Sun and uh, PHNX underscore sons. I just want to remind you that even when your football team lets you down. PGX Suns show doesn't. Ahoy, hoy, everybody. <laughs>